When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. All right, welcome back everybody. Another exciting episode on the docket here today for this mini-series. I've got Ian and Will with me. We're both, I should say all three of us, are excited to really dive into these, these concepts. So before we kind of really dig into the meat of this, I'd love if you guys could just give a quick background on both yourselves and kind of your journeys into crypto. And, and Ian, maybe we'll start with you. Sounds good, yeah. Excited to be here. Um, thanks for having us. Uh, my name is Ian. I have been in the crypto space for seven years. I first got in while I was at um, Citigroup's venture capital arm called City Ventures, um, starting in 2014. And I was um, tasked with looking at what Bitcoin meant for the bank, which uh, was the quickest way to get fired at a bank during that time. Um, but I immediately realized that what I was looking at was not a coin, but in fact, an open fintech stack. And once I realized that pretty quickly, um, started uh, pushing to invest more in the ecosystem and became the head of crypto, Bitcoin and blockchain at the bank for three years. During that time in 2015, I helped IDEO, which is a global design and innovation company, set up a crypto lab effectively um, called IDEO Collab and joined that group in 2017, uh, which we then spun out a crypto venture firm in 2018, where I was the managing partner for a few years. And it was during that time that Will and I met each other, which I'm sure I'll talk about in a second. We started jamming on a bunch of ideas and that all kind of came together in 2020 when we started working on Syndicate, which is now what we're focused on. Great, and Will, how about you? Yeah, um, I'm Will. I started working in the decentralization space in 2013. I was doing mesh networking research at the MIT Media Lab for a summer. Um, uh, I think, uh, yeah, the mesh networks are very interesting complement to uh, to crypto networks for sure. And um, around that time, 2013, 2014, I was just playing around with crypto networks for random side projects. So one side project I was doing was just seeing how easy or difficult it was to create your own fork of the Bitcoin network. Because at that point in time, it was really cool to like make your own fork where you uh, take a token, you'd like change the name, you change the token issuance schedule, you change like the block confirmation times and then launch it. Um, and I saw how incredibly difficult that process was um, just to set up the token. And then after that to uh, secure a uh, network. Um, at that time, Ethereum popped up and I saw that it let you basically solve all of those problems by letting you create your own token on top of the network and then um and then secure it with the underlying um, ethereum blockchain and i was like wow like this solves exactly the problem that i was looking at um so i took the ten dollars i got for free from coinbase for signing up and put that into the ethereum presale um if i'd put a hundred bucks in i could have bought a, could have bought a house but you know hindsight 2020 um and then um yeah uh met ian while working together um at idea i was focused on r d there um and uh yeah we have been talking about syndicate for literally the past four years um and we decided to finally go and do it so yeah here we are 
Perfect. Well, great intros from both of you. I'm, I'm really excited to dig into this. Let's let's jump right into what you're doing at Syndicate, right? We, as full disclosure, as Delphi Ventures, we're early investors with you guys. Obviously, love your mission. You describe Syndicate as this decentralized investing protocol and social network that's transforming how the world creates value. I absolutely love that mission. What was the inspiration for Syndicate? And maybe talk through a little bit of the things you guys are doing today. Cool. Yeah, I can take this. So the inspiration behind Syndicate is that Will and I actually studied and researched the applications of decentralized social networks about four years ago as part of IDEO's crypto research lab. And interestingly, in 2018, before DeFi was really a thing, we uh, pretty early on realized that the primary application for decentralized social network was uh, for the purpose of investing. And we thought that was pretty interesting. When we started um, getting involved in the DeFi space uh, from 2019 and 2020, we started realizing that there were certain primitives that if you match that up actually with the social network that Will and I uh, worked on in 2018, you could actually develop this next, next generation model for how the world invests. And something that Will and I are, are super passionate about and the entire team is passionate about is that um, we believe fundamentally that there is a more network native model for investing in Web3. Um, we've been, um, you know, obviously investing and, and building in Web3 for quite some time. And it's been sort of interesting to us that uh, these technologies and these networks are fundamentally decentralized, but the models to invest in them are not yet, uh, you know, native to that model um, and decentralized. And so we've been looking into how that might happen. The other thing that we're really passionate about is that um, as we've you know, really pushed into the investing world and, and come to understand the uh, potential and also limitations of it, is that we believe that a more web-free native model for investing that is fundamentally more open, democratic, equitable, and participatory and community-based is going to be fundamentally better for society and, and people in that you know, today's investing models um, in many ways, um, you know, reinforce, uh, if, if I can say this, like inequality in that it leaves a lot of populations and people out of the investing process. And because of that, um, certain populations, communities and people, um, uh, because they're not able to participate in the investing process, they're not a part of the process of building this next you know, internet and the world that will live on top of that, which we increasingly believe will be more and more of, um, you know, society and 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 the world. And and we believe that that's really really important to introduce uh, a more network native, web three native model for investing, so that more of the world can participate in the um, in in the creation and the upside of this new economy that that is emerging from crypto. Gotcha, and and. Maybe walk through, and, and Will, maybe this is an appropriate question for you. Walk through a little bit around how how exactly that works, right? So if somebody, you know, I know you go through phases of, you know, when this is actually launched to the public and anyone could hypothetically spin up some type of syndicate, right, or some type of investing DAO. But how is that process going to look, right? If I'm somebody who comes in with, let's say, five friends or 10 friends, is the idea that we'd be able to go to you guys or go to your platform and basically spin up this investing DAO and then go and invest in these different crypto assets or, or you know, potentially even the tokenization of just about anything long term. 
how are you guys thinking about that process of onboarding, let's say that that next wave of crypto users and making that easier, I guess, or more efficient and more accessible to, you know, the broader public than what Ian was just talking about, which is kind of how today's investing world is a bit closed off. The current way of investing with your friends is uh, very hard to do. Um, so like you need to figure out a corporate entity, operating agreements, talk with lawyers, like come up with a shared bank account. Um, the like off-chain way to form investment clubs um, and investing DAOs is extremely difficult. Um, and not many people pursue it as a result. Um, by making this on-chain native, um, we make it uh, literally um, 1000X um, in some cases, cheaper and easier to set up than traditional alternatives. Um, so we've tuned our entire platform for um, investing DAOs. And as a result, you can come to us, get a standard set of legal docs that we know works really well for investing DAOs, set up on our platform with our DAO creation tooling, um, and start to invite your friends to invest and handle everything from the, uh, handle the entire investing life cycle, whether that's in tokens, NFTs, um, or like uh, equity agreements such as safes or um, token or, or safes with token warrants. Um, so effectively, we take this process that was previously extremely manual, extremely hard to do, and make it, uh, thanks to Web3 and crypto native technologies, um, allow you to set up investing DAOs in seconds. And one of the things that's that's fascinates me just about DAOs more generally, right, is a lot of these concepts around things like governance, right? How do you guys think about, or or how are you seeing, let's say, early on with the introduction of of a handful of these um, um, on-chain syndicates? How are you guys thinking about governance or providing, let's say, the tooling for or that example we just talked about, where maybe it's a, a collection of ten friends who just want to invest together? The, I guess the tooling so that they can make those types of investment decisions, but have that on-chain governance aspect as well. Is that something you guys provide? Is something you're thinking about yeah so we spend a lot of time on governance um, and we consult very heavily with our DAOs on setting up proper governance and tokenomic structures um, the, the 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 short answer is that it differs a lot based on the size of the DAO um, so the small DAOs that are trusted and where it's 10 people they all know each other they trust that there's not issues of impersonation or fraud um, we find that many of them are very happy with uh, making decisions in group chats, um, where DAOs, uh, one fantastic analogy I heard um, is that like DAOs are group chats with shared bank accounts. And on the, for the small DAOs, that works really well for them. Um, the larger DAOs, uh, that's when they start to need to think about, for example, are you voting based on your membership where every member gets one vote? Are you doing token voting, which can have criticism of whales can overwhelm votes? Um, do you want to restrict it to active participants or subcommittees or core contributors. Um, and we help DAOs a lot in navigating that. Um, the smaller DAOs have a much easier time with governance than the larger DAOs. Um, but uh, this is something we work very closely on, on DAOs with because the reality is that the governance and tokenomics that we've developed best practices around, that is what is essential for launching a DAO. Um, if you launch a DAO with bad tokenomics, um, you just can't fix it. Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free.